Welcome to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. We do this every week. The website is chatterboxgameshow.com. Our email addresses are our names at chatterboxgameshow.com. We also... But not literally our names. Not literally our names. Um, but we also have a, uh, a voicemail box that you can call. It's 480-4GAME-21. Or if you can't convert uh, the, uh, the letters to the numbers, that's 480-442-6321. So we got a lot to talk about today, just like last week, where we ran out of time to talk about what we wanted to cover. As usual. Yeah. Um, DRM, I think, talk about. Somebody sent us a letter. This is the one we, we brought up last week and then didn't get to, or we said we were going to get to and didn't. Right. Is this the same one? All right. Maybe. So DRM, specifically as it relates to uh, to Diablo 3, which I guess a lot of people have been bitching about. Do you, I guess um, we're just going to start with this. Well, we don't have to start with it. I'm just saying we're something that we're going to talk about. I also right. want to do a little contest later, um, give away something on the show that I got during E3, uh, maybe chat a little bit about uh, progression in games, how far people get in them, and, and why we should care, I guess, as a developer. <clears throat> and then you've got a whole bunch of stuff. There's as, a, well. as usual, there's a myriad of things that I'm upset about. Yeah, well, that's maybe that demo you made me play 20 minutes ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upset about that. What I'm not upset about is that you actually, I think, will concur with my impression. Yeah. yeah, we might agree for once. Let's just talk about that, actually. Okay. Start off with. What was the name so, of this game? Dragon's Dogma. So, okay, so we played this game, but not the real game because. Um, we're not um, chumps. Yeah, we're not going to spend money on that thing. S- but uh, but one of our listeners, Bryce, um, exhorted us to uh, play Dragon's Dogma because they wanted to see our take on it. Did he say if he liked it or not? Um, no, he didn't say, I think, one way or the other. Although I had the... Actually, I don't know. I don't know what he would think of the game. I don't know if he had a positive impression or a negative impression. But Maybe he has the same sort of split split feeling as I did. I was like, part of me wanted to like it part of me did because it had a lot of control elements it had yeah. it had kind of a lot going for it at first uh, at first sight and then i played it and yeah. realized nope well as, as you may or may not know despite my want to um complain all the time i'm actually i like to go into new products and new experiences with a with 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 fresh Dew-covered doe eyes of anticipation and hope, and um, those quickly get dashed. But the thing, I don't know. Okay, so it's just the demo, but at the same time, the thing that really struck me about Dragon's Dogma was that I just don't know what's happening. And not in the sense of like a narrative, like I don't know who these characters are and where they came from, although that's that's true too. It's in a, It's on a more important dimension, which is... You know, it was the presentation is so chaotic. And now watching you play it, Alon, because I played it once before and then I watched you play it. And when I was watching, it didn't seem quite as chaotic. But my first impression was this is so chaotic. I can't I can't see what I'm doing. I can't see what's coming at me. I can't like I can't survey the action and take an appropriate response. Yeah, I couldn't tell where it was supposed to be going. I couldn't tell where enemies were coming from. I couldn't tell if I was getting hurt. Um, right, and then this, this, this actually, I mean, apparently this is the hallmark of the modern hit game where tons of shit happens and it's really impressive looking and um, you don't know what the hell is going on, but hey, it doesn't really matter because the outcome is the same no matter what. Or yeah, at least it kind of keep going. feels that way. It was, uh, it was pretty weak, So. I don't know. You know, I'm sure, as with many games, if you invest a bunch of time into it, there's value to be found in there. There's certainly fans of this game, but it didn't leave me with a good first impression. The other thing that really fucked me up, and this is of no fault of any particular game, right? But I found it really interesting that the basic interface presentation actually a lot like Demon Souls slash Dark Souls. Yeah, it does look like it. And the problem is, is that I have been very, very well adapted to the subtleties of that interface. And I'm 
kept finding myself pressing buttons as if I was playing that game when obviously in this game they do other things. So I felt even more ham-fisted than normal. Plus on top of the fact like this is this is um man, I mean this is one of these games that like it seems like there's so many different functions you can do and they just dump that on you. Well, this demo probably didn't start at the beginning of the game, or if it did, it's one of those games where like you get a whole bunch of stuff, and then early on you lose it all. So you get to be like introduced into the coolness of the game before. Maybe, maybe. Well, sucking I don't all know. The fun out. I mean, we we can make that presumption, right? But there's been like the the classic poster child example I bring up of this is like Metal Gear, Gear Solid Two or later, right? When Metal Gear Solid Two came out, they had a demo for it, okay? And they had a loading screen that told you, told you what the buttons did, right? And these buttons are like the basic functions that are with you throughout the whole game, okay? And I actually did an analysis at one point a long time ago. Like, okay, like what, is this, what is this information they're trying to convey to you, okay? And the thing that totally blew my mind after paying attention was that, look, they're dumping a screen onto you where, I mean, how many buttons are in the PS2, PS2 controller? There's like 12 buttons, okay? Uh, 14-ish? Give or take. Yeah. In that neighborhood. Every single if, one of them... If you include the D-pad, that's when it's 14. Okay. okay. Every single one of them has a function, okay? So it's like, okay, here, digest 12 pieces of information or 14 um, that's new to you, and you have, like, the loading time to figure it out, one. Two, most buttons have double functionality. So it's actually twice the amount of information it's trying to convey to you. On top of that, some buttons even have triple functionality, you mean like contextually? It'll, yes, it'll like change. hold another button and then press this button and stuff like that. Yeah. So th- the thing that was completely ignored in a product like that for for its for its goods, one of the huge minuses was that they're just dumping a massive amount of complexity onto the player and there's no way. It doesn't matter, okay? You can be Einstein, you can be Sean White, you can be Mario Andretti. It doesn't matter how good you are or how smart you are. You cannot digest and internalize that much information at once. And I was kind of feeling like this is what Dragon Dragon's Dogma was doing to me. Yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling that was just because it was the demo. With Metal Gear Solid, I, I don't even remember it enough. But they did but, that in the demo, and the whole game was like that anyway, you know? Well, yeah, but the game is pretty tame at the beginning. You don't need to do all those things. and You get sort of introduced to them as necessary. That may be true, but at the same time, you still—they're all functional, and yeah. it's. I think there is a lot to to that game. Yeah, it's. I mean, the usual tactic of dealing with this in a game, the 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 gold standard, as it were, is that you unload these things very gradually. You know, like in Metroid, you can't—you don't have all the moves in the beginning. You learn them over time, and. That's done in a way so that you can actually have a chance to digest and internalize and master a system before we add another piece of complexity onto it. But I don't know. But see, here's the thing, right? It's like I feel like the modern games are and, – and you know, it's hard to say whether Metal Gear would be part of this or not. But I feel like many of the modern hit games are – dumping this kind of complexity on you. And then instead of trying to figure out a smart way to present it to you in a way that you can actually digest, they're just making the game easier so that your consequence of failing is less, which is the cop-out method of the decade. Uh, Yeah, I was going to go back to your your control issues too. Um, With Metal Gear... Whether this is right or wrong to do, I mean, that's that's a separate debate. Uh, perhaps they're treating it like, because it's part of a series, that the user already knows how to play. Well, they're, they're, that has a lot to do with it, too. And that, that, I mean, there's something to be said for that, but that kind of goes both ways, doesn't it, right? Because it's like, I mean, you don't have to go to complicated controls for that, right? Like, look what they did to Beat Mania or any of the advanced music games. They got... The interface didn't get any harder, but they got the, it got so niche, right? That like Beat Mania 13 or whatever they're up to now, maybe 16 or something crazy like that, right? The easiest songs are super hard because it's made for a community 
that has been playing along with every edition of the series and has I mean they're assuming that you have a really high skill level. And I mean I stopped playing Beat Mania because yeah. I just I got like what fourth mix or whatever and I'm just like this is this is beyond my capabilities. Yeah, yeah that's not not exactly the analogy I would have I would have gone to, but sure. Yeah. I mean I see, I see your point. It's on a different continuum. Yeah. Okay. So Dragon's Dogma we give it a thumbs down. That's what we think. But Bryce, um, tell us what you think. He didn't? He wrote us an email and then he didn't tell I, I pretty much, and maybe you can. I don't um, remember the email. Tell me I'm a poo poo head for um, ignoring what you thought, but I'm pretty sure he didn't say it. Okay. So you can call me out or just tell us what you think. That's fine. So um, some other stuff. We've got like a minute, a minute left here. Okay. The minute is perfect for GT Academy. Okay. GT Academy, go. All right. So. Last time it was Tuesday, right? Play as I promised I would until around Thursday, right? On Thursday, I beat my time, my previous best time, which I set a week before that, which I beat by six thousandths of a second. So basically the same time. It was, you know what? After I did that, just I... The experiment had to be aborted. I'm I'm very regretful. I just couldn't continue. So on. you told me you'd beaten your time, but you didn't yeah. tell me that that meant it was also quitting time. Well, I didn't think that's what it meant. But the next day, like I was just complete. I mean, there was like two days left. You know, I was like, I gotta find. Like I knew I could get maybe a few tenths off my time if I tried really hard. But it was just, it just got, it's just too laborious, you know. I got one question. I'll ask you when we when we come back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we're back. You're listening to Chatterbox, video game radio where R discovers he doesn't like GT5 as much as he used to. That is amazing to me. Um, I learned that today. What? That's that, that, that you that I, you can get sick of Gran Turismo 5. Well, let me qualify that, okay? Um, I think I'll, pl- I'll continue playing the game, the regular game, and I think I'll like it, but I haven't touched it since, Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, in the spirit of learning, I'm going to remind everyone to go to UAT.edu, the website for the University of Advancing Technology, our fantastic sponsor. So, so do that. Check them out. And, uh, and here's my one question that I promised for you, Ara. All right. In beating your time by six one-thousandths of one second, yes. how many rankings did you, did you move? Um, or how many, like, you know what I'm just saying. Yeah. How many spots was... in the rank? It was about 30, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah. In six one-thousandths. One and now is that the, the U.S. ratings of where you just, were like 400-something? Just for the U.S. overall. So actually, like, compared, like U.S. compared to world, uh, it's a roughly a factor of 10. Okay. So what that says to me is that the time you had is sort of like a wall for everyone. It was, it was a big wall. I, you know, I'm just, you know... You had about the best let, time possible, except for one guy who did something crazy special to well, go. Well, no, I mean they were they were they were a second and seven tenths faster than me. Well, exactly, but but if you were able to move up thirty spots within six one thousandths, yeah, 
uh, it truly it truly gets harder. I, what I've decided is that you know I improved very very quickly up to a point, and then my rate of improvement slowed down extremely rapidly once I hit a certain wall, and that was that wall. Yeah. Now I still I I think I can do better, but the question is, what am I willing to sacrifice for? You I know? mean, you can't anymore, right? It's done. Well, it's done. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be in the top 32, which we just found out they're going to do the national finals of the top 32 in San Diego concurrently during Comic Con. Oh, not only that, they have a secret. It's not really a secret, but they have a special. 33rd spot that they're going to fill by um, basically like a walk-up tournament during Comic-Con. All right. That's cool. I can't imagine that person will do very well compared to the other 32 competitors. uh, Probably not and not worth my time to travel to San Diego to try and grab that spot. But I'm sure it's worth somebody's time. You probably could do it though. I don't know. You wouldn't have your rig. You know what? If I extrapolate, right, based on all my times, like, I'm probably, like, th- the 50th best in my state. Okay, there's probably around 50 people that are faster than me. That's still a lot, because that's just one state. Yeah, but these people have to go to Comic-Con. They you have to do go it. to Comic-Con. You could become but the best are, at Comic-Con. Yeah, but they, they're, they're so much more geeky than I am, and they'll be, they'll be They are not me. race car drivers, sir. <laughs> not race car drivers. <laughs> all right, so... I promised that I would do a contest later in the show. And uh, I have a friend who works for Riot Games. And he gave me a, uh, well, in case you don't know, Riot Games makes League of Legends. Have you ever heard of League of Legends? I've heard of League of You know what's funny? Okay. This is, some people may be embarrassed to state this. I, however, am embar- embarrassed of nothing, so I will say it. Um, I've heard of Riot Games and I've heard of League of Legends. Actually didn't know they made League of Legends. Oh. So, well, so now I know you learn something new every day. Riot Games makes League of Legends, and uh, it's a very, very popular game. Um, I want to give away what was given to me in order to give away, and and here's what it is. I I haven't played this game, so it's tough. But I know that the game it's free to play. It's free to play, and you should because people apparently love it. Okay, Um, but you buy new characters, I guess, and skins for your characters and stuff. Okay, so. Sounds anyway, like The Sims. What I have here to give away is maybe not a big deal, but uh, an exclusive Riot Nasus skin in League of Legends. I don't know what that means. It's exclusive. It is exclusive. But in order to redeem the Riot Nasus special skin that I have, you simply need to be the first person to email me telling that you want it and include LOL in the subject. I don't want to see League of Legends. I want to see LOL. So, uh, so send that to me in an email. And uh, and I will send you the code necessary to to uh, release that that special skin. I guess that's that's what I have to give away. He gave me another one, but I think it's a little outdated, so I'm not going to do that one on the show. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes and how many emails you get. Yeah, <laughs> wait and see. Uh, emails on the website chatterboxgameshow.com. <clears throat> Don't email me about that. Email Alon about that. Yeah, please. exactly. All right. So moving on to more interesting things. Um, I read. Little, little article on Joystick today talking about how only 20%... The, the article is specifically about Hitman, but they also mention in the article that it's not specifically about Hitman. Okay. Just saying that um, only 20% of players will see the end of the game. And that this applies to any game, not just Hitman. But um, I this guess This is were, an interesting topic. Right. But why are they saying this about Hitman specifically? It's just that the developer of Hitman was talking about it. Right. And making the point that, like, they do their best in their game to make it very replayable so that people will want to play all parts of it. And it's just disappointing that that people won't see it all. So, well, now now hold on. Because you're you're talking about, like, replay, right? Are they saying that, like, 20% only get to see all the content of the game or 20% get to the end of the game? Because those are different things. Specifically what he says is the the director of the game's development says only 20% of the players will see the final level of the game. Which is to say, okay, they won't finish it. And and he makes the point to say that they're they're using a lot of metrics uh, more than they have in the past. Yeah. And the subtext is they're u- using the metrics to direct development of the game, although that's not ex- yeah. explicitly well, stated. This isn't the first time we've heard an utterance like this. I mean, it's 
very frequently been said about a lot of games. Oh, you know, only half of the people are going to get to the end or most people will never get past the first hour of gameplay or like choose your flavor of expression. You know? And, and it, the result here is that uh, sometimes you'll see that most of the effort or, you know, whether or not you'll see it, it may or may not be obvious. And that's where it becomes bad, basically, when it's obvious that most of the effort was put into the stuff that appears in the beginning of the game. Right. So that you've played through this game, you have an appreciation for the game. Otherwise, you wouldn't have continued playing it. Right. You get to the end and then it's not as good as the beginning. It's interesting that you mentioned that specifically because I, I remember a few years ago, OK, when um, when, when Neil Young was um, one of the big wigs at at EA. I don't recall if he is now. I have a feeling he's not, right? But he he would he would very quite proudly, okay, express in, in, in one of his talks that, hey, you know what? Well, you know what we do at EA? We put a, a a massive amount of focus on the first half hour of the experience of the game. Now what he didn't say is that after that half hour the game is shit. But I mean you don't have infinite resources. So that is the implication. And you know what? Remarkably, hey, it's true of a lot of the EA games that the beginning, I mean, you can tell that most of the effort was put in the beginning and then as you go on. And I think that it's, it's not so good. And it's, it's terrible structurally because you're, 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 it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, oh, we, don't, we think most people won't see the end of the game. So we're going to put all our effort in the beginning of the game, thereby increasing the odds that people will not continue to get to the end of the game because we're not putting in that quality all the way through, right? You're, by doing that, by focusing in that way, what you're doing is you are discouraging the player from continuing on through the game the further they go through the game. Yeah, exactly. And, and so what it says, like, basically, are, are people developing this artistic vision that is the game that they've been designing? Or is it being built for the accountants, right? Um, it's it's and, been being built for the accountants for a decade now. Well, I know, but I mean, it's, it's like it's lending more credence to that method. And also, uh, since you were mentioning EA, I just want to point out that I've also noticed EA does an, a really fantastic job of like menu systems and intro screens and the stuff that you see before you even play the game right. you are wowed by the presentation of the wrapper that is around the game right um and and that's part of it right your initial experience as soon as you turn that thing on it is you're going to be it. excited and i i had never heard that that the head of the company at any point had said such a thing but it makes sense to me now that that's probably built into the dna of the company that we make games that are that blow your mind within the first five seconds. Right. right? And they do. They, they absolutely do that. I've always been very impressed by, like, their menu systems yeah. and intro screens and all that. It's been fantastic. I mean... And then the gameplay is a, well... On the face of it... Wholly debatable. On the face of it, it makes sense, right? Because you've got to prioritize something, right? But you can't... You can't... I, I felt like they went to an extreme, okay? You can't dump all of that effort right in the beginning and then not have it go all the way through. There is something – I mean you're disrespecting your customers when you do that because you're basically telling them, look, we're selling you A through Z and you're getting A. That's what you're telling them. Yeah. And and, and, and so A, A, right? It's no surprise that most people end up only enjoying the first beginning of it, right? But the other thing – actually, I'm curious what you think of this a lot. People bandy this that stat out constantly right like only this many percent get to the end of the game as if as if it's a problem as if it's something that must be remedied because what i say is how this is not a problem this is just an intrinsic natural result of a product that is a challenging endeavor for people well it it makes me think beyond that too like they i don't know where they got the stat from or, or how it was measured like what the sample was right but i'm curious you know how do how does a game or a company that produces games and I'll use Nintendo as the example how do their stats measure up to these other stats like they have a history of producing quality games and have a you know a certain respect behind the do people like a Zelda game lots and lots of people play through 
the entirety of Zelda. I do not. I can't. I'm at the point where all Zelda games are the same to me and they're boring. But most other people play them forever. And we're going to talk about this some more when we get back. back into this so i was saying like do you think nintendo games and again they're the example i use as a trusted respected um development house do you think their games have a different stat do more people play through more of the games made by that company i mean if i had to guess which i do then i would say yes it might also Um, have to do with the demographic playing it well it's funny right this is this is really fascinating because you can okay so let's say just for sake of discussion that you want to modulate the number of people that can get to the end of your game, okay? You have multiple avenues of accomplishing this, okay? Some of which are easier than others. Some of which require more expertise and knowledge than others. For example, right? What the industry has done... Gosh, I talked about this last time, right? So um, it's going to be a little bit of overlap, but it's worth it because people need to know this, you know? What they've you can you can make the game easier is one thing you can do. If you make if you just without changing anything else, just make it easier, right? More people will get to the end. But yeah. then what have you accomplished, right? Here's another thing you can do. You can make the game better at teaching people to get better at the game. Okay? This is this is not okay, this is not a um constant thing right this is a value that you can modulate based on the quality of the 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 interface and the design and the experience of the game you know i feel like a lot of times people talk about that like it's it's like how people talk about like car accidents right which is also in my opinion a fallacy where they they talk about it like yeah like you're just going to get into a set number of accidents no matter what you do you know like oh yeah you know you're statistically you know, you're going to get into one major accident every nine years, so that's just going to happen to you no matter what, you know. And and people people talk about, like, driving on the street like it's one of those things where, yeah, like, anything can happen and, you know, I just – I have no control over it, so, um, you know, I'll just give up and whatever happens to me happens to me. But that's not true, you know. What happens to you is based on exactly how you drive – and, and similarly with games, right? What happens to the result of the player playing through the game is exactly a side effect and a result of how the game is designed and how well it's designed. And that includes whether they leave the game finished, unfinished, satisfied, unsatisfied, feeling like they wasted their life or not. Well, you know, there's no, another thing you can do, which we've seen as well i don't know if you were planning on touching on this or not but okay. you can shorten the game that makes you can it more do that too that you hit the end of it and i'm i'm not being facetious yeah. here like no you know it's true you know, I, i'm this. thinking about the demographic when i was comparing nintendo to say whoever the hell makes hitman right um you know we've seen in our just observing ourselves as whether as well as our friends like as you get older you have less time for games or you're less willing to dedicate time to games at least i mean that's generally speaking plenty of us have friends already i think it's spend a lots safe of time thing to say games. but yeah the general trend is as you get older you you dedicate less time to games no, so nobody kid, has more time than a six-year-old that's okay? true yeah so they're probably playing the game to the end several times every different way that you can play it whatever actually i shouldn't um, say six because they that's too early to have have, have, have learned certain faculties so let's go to 10 10 is fine okay. so um a little kid has plenty of time an adult doesn't and so we have seen i mean there's this there's a certain group of players who's all about getting as as much like bang for the buck as much story as much uh as many hours of gameplay as they can out of a game yeah. and then other development 
um, you know, studios, whatever, had been like, we're going to make a really fantastic 12-hour game. And I usually don't put 12 hours into a game, right? So if I had a really excellent 12 hours and that was the end of the game, honestly, me, I would end up feeling gypped because I'd be like, wait a minute, this is the end? That was so short. But if, if I could get past that, that instinct i'd be like hey this was a really good 12 hours and that was that was great like that was just the right length for me you know a few sittings and i finished the game um like i said i instinctively i probably wouldn't feel that way but i should uh i should appreciate that i got to see a whole lot of good content in that amount of time and not like not drop it halfway through just i didn't have time but it's it's more than just an experience of viewing content you know i'm 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 gonna harp on you about this because Right? That's not just what games are. Well, when I say view, I mean experience. I know, I right? know, but I got to say it. Yeah. So, but I mean, those, so those are the options, right? You can make it easier. Uh, what was the other one you said? You can make Teach it, them better. You can make it better. You can actually make it better. <laughs> yes. You okay. Know, this so, is, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, look. I'm going to harp on this for another second, okay? Look, look, guys, okay? I'm talking to everybody now, Okay. Games have so much freaking potential, okay? And it depends on exactly how they're built, okay? They can be built in a way to maximize the cognitive experience in terms of it being optimal for for learning, for you getting better, for improving your skill at something. It can be done in an optimal way and it can be done in a suboptimal way. And the reason why I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying this forcefully now, okay? Is that so many freaking games, so many companies, because this is what the industry does, they take the shortcut because this is harder to do, to do it right, and few people know how to do it right, and it's just we're, – we're missing out on an entire ocean of potential because this is the least salient aspect of a game, and game companies – would rather and find faster profit, and maybe that's true even, right? By doing it the easy way and just making a game where it doesn't matter and you can just get through the content and... Okay, I'm done. Okay. For now. So yeah, those are the three ways. Make it easier, do a better job of teaching them, or just make it shorter. And I I don't know that making it shorter is necessarily a bad thing. But it's not necessarily, you know, I mean, as long as I think, right, especially if you compare it with the cost of whatever the product is. I mean, you know, when I was when I was, um, you know, when I was back at Rainbow, you know, or what Rainbow turned into near the end, um, you know, there was there was always one of the, the most foremost things on everybody's mind when we were discussing about how to plan a game is, you know, we needed to make sure that we made enough content to justify whatever price point it was going to hit at you know and sometimes it was discussed that a different price point would be more appropriate because the game's content would not be enough to justify a higher one or vice versa yeah well you know it what i'm suggesting here making a short game shorter game actually like making a shorter game in order to allow it to be of high quality throughout um yeah i mean you you want to do that too you want to do justice to the thing yeah but but, I mean, that's the goal, right? So you want to make it good and get people seeing it all. I mean, I, that would be ideal, right? Have it good and have people witness all of the goodness. Well, see, that's the other thing. I, I'll, I'll let you keep going, but I'll, yeah. have, I'll take argument with but it. But what I was going to say here is that by doing that, what you're, <laughs> what you're doing is if you make it short, so short that it's noticeably short, right. but it's of high quality, then right. people are mad because they wanted more <laughs> because it was of high quality, right? And so... Uh, the other option is but that's, keep it that's long, like, that's make like it not portal, high quality, right? And and people isn't that isn't like Portal a great example of something that people felt was too short? But uh, I tell you what, Portal quality. was not that short. Okay, I, okay. Portal was pretty darn long in that, my opinion. That's that's why I'm asking the question. I mean, I I see what people mean that it ended, but yeah, it's gotta end sometime. It's, it's gotta end sometime, and you know what? It's better to end right because look, you're gonna end. There's only. There's only a limited number of notes that you can end with, okay? And you can either end on the note that the player wished they had more, or you could end on the note that the player wished they didn't have more. And I think the former is better. Yeah. 
It is, definitely. It leads to sequels, right? Uh, they get more content. They just have to wait a while for yeah. it. And they, uh, yeah, and it kind of gets into the, like, yeah. the, the perennial complainability about the gamer. You, you want them to have a good time. And it's just, you know, you don't want to make it so short that they actually feel totally gypped by it. But anyway, we don't need to harp on this anymore. I think we made our point. Um, it, it was just interesting to see this article and, and then think about, like, well, what are the results of this? Yeah. Well, let me, let me address that one last thing, though. Okay. Um, you remember what it was? Uh, me saying of high quality and short. Cause, cause I kind That's of remember me. I'll just start talking about it. And it's, ama- we'll it's amazing. By the way, note to our listeners, yeah. we can do the show and the minute, not even five minutes later, but the minute we're done the show, forget what we talked about. Oh, I, I've forgotten everything previous to the past 10 seconds. Exactly. I mean, this is, this is a perfect demonstration of that. Yeah. Exactly. And we do not do this show high. I just want to be so. clear about that. <laughs> It, it, it is not <laughs> chemistry that's ruining this for us. It is, I think, the fact that we've been doing it for so long. Um, okay, that's a good reason. <laughs> I'll take that reason. Okay, so, uh, all right. So maybe we can find, find what this was that we just dropped. Um, it's, not, like, it's not a good thing. You don't want to, I don't think you'd want everybody to get to the end. Do you really want everybody to get to the end? Because the thing is, like, it's not, like... I mean, okay, look, if you're talking about a game that's like a narrative, okay, maybe you want everyone to get to the end. That's one thing, right? But I'm, as far as this side of the topic goes, I'm talking about the game as a challenging endeavor, okay? So that's, that's how I'm framing this discussion. You don't want everybody to get to the end because if you do, right, it's, it's, it's like a non sequitur, right? Because if, if a game is a challenging endeavor... And presumably, it gets increasingly challenging as you continue. By definition of its very virtue of what it is, fewer and fewer people will get farther and farther and farther, right? I mean, it's like, you know, it can be Tetris. I think you're being a bit extreme. No, 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 not at all. Because the thing, look, no matter what it is, right, if you present certain challenges to a group of people, there's always going to be someone somewhere who's not able to meet that challenge for whatever reason. It's true, but I don't know that that represents the ideal. Well, okay, so let me turn it Ideally, on. Ideally, it would be difficult, but everyone let, would be able let, to okay. overcome. Let me put it this way, right? I th- in, if we're talking about ideal world, then in, in the ideal world, you, I think the game should be good enough that it is capable of lifting up as many people as possible to the skill level that is required to enjoy the the intricacies and the subtleties and the beauty of what the game is at its essence, okay? But at the same time, right, anytime you have something that gets harder and harder, there's going to be fewer and fewer people able to do it. We'll be right back. Are you going to find a Master of Science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. And we're back once again, and I think we've um, I think we've exhausted that topic. 
Yeah, I think we were in the middle of chatting chatting about it, but I think, yeah, I think we're done. So Fair enough. Just some food for thought, developers and players. If you see a game, I guess this is this is good. When we like feedback from the audience, right? Leave us a voicemail or an email or something. Yeah. If you come across a game that has, has obviously uh, dropped some of its development effort towards you know the middle or the end of the game, where you can tell basically they, they front-loaded all of the good stuff, uh, let me know. I yes. want some examples of that. I don't yes. have any examples. Let's to be let's honest. call out names. Yeah, I, I I think that like I think that for EA that was around the time that um, that Lord of the Rings game came out. I think that that was cited. I never got past the first thirty minutes, <laughs> so I couldn't tell you. But I like seem to recall it being cited as one such example. Yeah, I I could see that. All right, so send us your thoughts or examples of of that sort of situation um and and maybe we'll talk about it on the air see see if the other listeners agree with you um before we continue of course i got to uh mention again our fantastic sponsor uat.edu that's the website for the university of advancing technology don't forget to take a look at them they uh they teach you stuff tell you how to become a game designer kind of like we do here yes they do they don't tell you the things that i tell you though no they leave well, I don't want to leave it out, but but you're certainly not teaching there, so your insight no, is that's, missed. that's a special kind of pain that normal students would not be subjected to. All right, so we've got one segment left. What do you have for us? The, the, well, we got, let's discussion? do this letter now. Okay. Because it would be remiss of us to put this off twice subsequently. We got it two weeks ago. Right. Two weeks so, ago today, actually. Yeah, so it's, it's Julian from the UK. We have a UK listener. We have lots. That's true. So so thank you, Julian. Um. So, okay, so he's writing about Diablo 3 DRM. Uh, I'm just going to start reading, and then we can see what he says. Um, so he's a big Diablo fan, and um, you know, so Diablo 3 came out, obviously, last month, right? So he's, he wants to complain about DRM, right? So he says, as you probably know, the game supports always online DRM, which Blizzard claimed was for the benefit of the people playing it. The data being stored server-side rather than client-side would supposedly reduce the success of account hacking, well, aside from that, I think, aside from what I think of the actual game itself, the DRM so far has failed to do much beyond annoy the fuck out of myself and much of the community playing. So a lot of swears in today's episode. Yeah, it's you know, it's they're they're like little bombs. You can we use should cut them. down. We got kids that listen to this show. Do I? Yeah, nah, we'll cover your ears. All right. Um, so I I haven't played Diablo three actually, and I don't think you yeah. have either. No, I haven't. I mean, we have said repeatedly, don't play PC games. Although I did finally get my Mac, so I finally got to play Civ five, but I haven't given it the go that it it deserves. Even yeah. though it's a two year old game, by the way. So apparently, according to Julian, um, accounts were hacked within weeks, despite all of these um, supposed special countermeasures that uh, Blizzard came uh, put in the product. And and right, what came along with all these countermeasures is the fact that it has to be always online DRM, right? Um, but For a single-player game, by the way. Right. So even still, accounts are hacked. Julian says, farmers have contributed to a significant drop in gold value. Server capacity has been in- inadequate, um, especially since he's stuck on the European servers, um, I guess, which is worse than the U.S. So he gets high latencies, which absolutely kills his game. Um, it's a single-player game. Why? Why would it cause latency? Because it has to communicate with the server constantly. Because everything is server-side. All the data is just being stored server-side. That is is really silly. So I tend to agree um, with you, Alon, and you, Julian. I mean, if, you know... I, I, I mean, I don't know what to think of DRM, honestly. Because on the one hand, I can see why some companies do it. And if... Right, the, the problems always come from not the ideal of what the DRM should be doing, but because of an inadequate execution of DRM. Well, right? I'm upset at what they claim it was for. They claim it was to reduce the hacking server side. Right. I think they could find a better solution to protect their servers than to do something that interrupts the gameplay for the user. There's all so, sorts so, of so ways you're to saying that, security. Are, are you saying that they, they just were like, look, we're just going to give this cover story out to people and we're just going to do whatever we want and we know it's suboptimal and we're lying? Yeah. I think, I think they probably had many reasons for it and they're only yeah. expressing one. Like, oh, well, one of the side benefits of our DRM, expressing it as the primary benefit of the DRM, right. is that it should reduce the, the amount of server-side that, hacking. You know, that like never happens in corporations, does it? Yeah. That well, would never happen. I'm ever. sure it does. Not even like Who makes once. Diablo? Isn't it people that we like? Blizzard? Blizzard. Yeah. Aren't they supposed to be good? Make good games? Well, they're supposed to make good games, right? But, um, you know, there's... 
The people why, who are, do you, why is there even a character that is stored server-side? It's a single-player game. Just store it all on my computer. Well, ostensibly, it's for protection against cheating as well as... What cheating? Single-player game. They don't, they don't want you to cheat. No, I, they don't want you to have access to your talk, own data. He talked about gold value. I mean, no. it's difficult for us to discuss this without having played the game, right? <laughs> Clearly, we are not the right people for this. But it sounds to me like they tried to build in an economy in the game so that like, you could sell items that you collected. And that, in and of itself, broke the game because then it requires them to have server-side stuff. And Yeah, well, once you go you down a road like that, then yeah, like all these things follow. I mean, it was, it was maybe you know, a very grandiose vision. And it's funny, it, this reminds me of, I mean, this, not even just this instance of DRM, but DRM applications um, far and wide. You know, I, I read this one book. It was one of the few books that I could actually characterize as being terrible. But the premise was not. Did right? you reach the end of that book? I did, but it was, it was really like I didn't was like... Was it really good at the beginning and bad at the no, end? No, it was pretty equally bad all the way through, okay. actually. And, and it's like, you know, who said I never read a book I didn't like? Wasn't it like Mark Twain or something? I don't know. Yeah, so this guy was born after that guy. So anyway, um, the premise was not um, terrible. It was actually incredibly fascinating, which was, was – the book was called Why Things Bite Back, right? And it was all about the reality of unintended consequences. And most of the examples in the book were things about like public policy, right? Like governments trying to do things like, hey, you know, oh, this system appears to work – you know, with variables A plus B equals C, right? And so if we change this one, then this other one will change, and that's the outcome we want, so we'll do that. And then what's been shown time and time again, right? This book is just a litany of example after example where, you know, some people thought, oh, okay, we think we understand this system, and so we're going to try to manipulate it because of this desired outcome we want. And it's just a complete disaster, the output of reality, what actually happens, oftentimes is, this is what, hence the title, Why Things Bite Back, right? Completely opposite of what the effect was supposed to be, right? Like, oh, I mean, we were just talking about this before the show, right? We're going to set public policy to get people thinner. What is it doing? It's making everybody fatter. Yeah. Uh, one example I heard recently was about... Um the warnings on cigarette packs actually trigger people to want to smoke more and they don't even realize it. There, okay, there you go. There's unintended consequences happen all the time and it's not that they're unavoidable. It's just that people don't think things through and people make assumptions about the outcome of things, especially when systems are really complicated, especially when you're doing something that just hasn't really been tried before, which is kind of like with a lot of these DRM. These DRM things are experiments. You know, They're just saying, okay, let's going to... Let's try doing well, it this way and see what happens. The thing is, in the case of DRM, they know – I think at this point, everyone knows it hampers the user. Well, no, no, but let's not talk about DRM as if it's always equivalent. I mean there's myriad ways to implement it, right? And they're not, they're not all the same and they're not all equally intrusive and so No, on. not equally. But in some way, they all stifle the user at some point. Well, I mean it, it could. It could. I mean I remember back in the day when Kuiper Protection was – you know tell us the third word in the fifth paragraph on the 18th page of the right. manual. Right, right. And you have to type that in, right? Right. Um, and it just randomized it every time you ran the game. So every time I ran the game, I had to have the manual with me. Right. Um, Thexter. Do you remember Thexter? Oh, an God, of this. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so basically, my friend would just copy, photocopy the manual for me. Right. B. That would, that would be the way around it. Um, but, I mean, this is – you know what? This, this gets to the, the whole idea. Like, look, I mean, a lot of people have suggested that the premise that the industry has operated under this entire time, right, that piracy is bad and hurts game sales, right, and not only hurts game sales but, like, oh, it's this many million dollars that's cost us, you know? I, I think you could make a compelling argument to the contrary. Uh. Yeah, I can understand how that also would be difficult. It's but. a complicated system, you know. We don't understand exactly how all of these things fit together. It's completely wrong to make an assumption just based on, you know, what do they call it in the courtroom? Prima facie evidence? Uh, you got me. Okay. It's, I don't know. 
but you can't right. just look at what things look like on the face of it and then say, yeah, it's definitely this way because that's, you know what happens when you do that? You make an assumption and then you make an ass out of everybody. Yes. Uh, one thing I know for sure is that there are other ways to protect their servers. And I don't know that DRM is the right one. In fact, I can't even conceive of how it is. Yeah. Well, you know, there's other ways to protect our skies. And all right. Well, thank you, <laughs> thank you for the email. Uh, what was his name? Julian from Julian. the UK. Julian from the UK. It's uh, it's been aggravating everyone. Basically, any, anyone with gaming nerd friends yeah. on their Facebook or Twitter's or whatever yeah. have heard all sorts of people talking about yeah. this, like just complaining about DRM in a single player game that just makes it hard to play. I am sure that it was not intended this consequence by blizzard yeah well i the question is will they do it again and we've seen other companies that piss off the customers with drm and just yeah. do it again and again here's, here's the problem right i think the, the the reality that exacerbates all of this is that when you have a decisions like a corporation you are especially susceptible to making horrible decisions <laughs> just across the board because because of the intrinsic reality of how a corporation operates yeah, yeah. well that's there's certainly some credence to that Anyway, we are at the end of our episode, so thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to visit our website, Chatterbox Game Show, where you will find our email addresses. And from that, you can email me a request for League of Legends. Just put uh, LOL on the subject, asking for the uh, for the code, and I will send that to you, number one person. And uh, I might also put your name on the air, and or at tune least in on our podcast air. For further corporate subversive dialogue next time oh oh one more thing podcasts the app was released for ios and we are not listed in the video game category even when you say view all and that's because not enough people know about our show so you should go on our show on itunes and like give it the thumbs up or the five stars or the comment on it whatever you can do get us in there do that for us in the meantime we will be back next week good night guys You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.